The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Sam Brewski, and this is Hoop Ball Grizz. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are officially one week away from the NBA draft. Exactly seven days. Seven days. This time next week, I'll be sitting down to watch the draft. Yes. So we're going to talk about not prospects today. We're not going to break anybody down. We're not going to talk. We're going to talk about guys, but we're not, you know, pretty much any of the guys that we're talking about tonight are guys that we've covered before. Sam and I are going to bring you our top five or six, depending on who is available at 40. You look at different draft boards, different mock drafts. These guys are all over the place. Some of the guys, some of the guys that are on my list, I've seen them go as high as like mid first round. And then on other mock drafts, they're going like after the Grizzlies at 40. And I'm like, man, these, the, I just don't believe out of any of the guys that I have in my top five, I don't believe any of them are going to fall past the Grizzlies. Honestly, I think if two of these five guys are available at 40, I'm going to be completely surprised. Oh, jeez. So before we jump into those, like those five guys, we're going to save that for the end. There's uh, obviously some NBA news. If you're not up on it, I'll run you through some dates real quick. So the draft, November 18th, we've been talking about that for a while. That has not changed. That's been pretty solid for a while now. We know that. But here's the kicker. This is going to be a fast-paced crazy exciting I don't know what to expect to be honest with you that like it's all gonna happen super fast so the draft is next Wednesday next Friday free agency opens up at 6 p.m. I'm excited for that on the 22nd November 22nd free agent signings can begin afternoon 1201 p.m. they can start signing free agents so you can start talking to them on Friday Sunday, 1201, you can start signing them. Then December 1st, so nine, ten, ten days later, training camp. Uh-oh. And they're going to have less than a month of training camp. Like, basically, they're going to have three weeks exactly of training camp. And then December 22nd, we get NBA basketball back super fast. We've had this conversation before, believe it or not. Almost almost word for word, because I remember it was a few podcasts ago we talked about it. It's like, man, well, they'd only have three weeks yeah. to have training camp. I, and man, lo and behold, here we are. So who do you think this is going to favor, Sam? Like The ones that have had so much rest time that weren't in the bubble. You think so? <laughs> 285 I, days, I think, is what it's saying. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's right. You're going to have a lot of teams, and especially teams, well, for example, New the York Warriors. Knicks champions next year shut up <laughs> i'm kicking you off the show for that god it's dang it muting the mic but it's gonna be i'm man it's gonna be hectic and to see you know the lakers and the heat obviously it's only like 80 something days for them what is it i think it was 75 that, okay yeah so like it's so, close but, you know, it, it's a, a third of the time as some of these other teams. Have yeah, well, and, yeah. And even teams that played late in the bubble, you, you know, like the, the conference finals like teams. Like the Nuggets. And, and the, we, yeah, the, we, we talked about that. Yeah. It, it's just going to – so there's definitely – you would think that there would be load management with this short of a turnaround. But there's so many things that 
fall into it. So the Olympics are one of the things that they were trying to get the season done before the Olympics started. But the biggest driving factor was the money. Yep. You know, they they were going to leave if they didn't start until mid January. It was something like I don't, I don't know fifty gajillion dollars. It was a or bunch. I it was remember a, that. And when when they release that number, I'm like, there there's no way that they're not playing before Christmas. That they are 100 percent going to start before Christmas. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed. We don't have the schedule yet. Usually the Christmas Day games are the first games that get announced. And for the love of God, please do not give us the Knicks on Christmas. I realize it's a tradition, but the Knicks have sucked for a long time. Yeah, I can't even. Nobody outside of Knicks fans, and maybe most Knicks fans, I don't know. I don't know any Knicks fans. Do people even watch them anymore? No, I watched like nobody four, wants to I see watched them. like four games of theirs last last I year. promise you if you put a Grizzlies Pelicans game on it's going to be better than any Knicks against whoever in the hell you want to put them against. The 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 Grizzlies Pelicans matchup would be better. That's I'm what I would like that. to see. My man, two you know, two young guys, two rising stars of the game. The media has been making Zion the face of the league, you Y'all know, understand. the next face of the league. John Morant rookie of the year. Two boys from South Carolina. You got a good storyline there. I think that that would be a great matchup. I'd love to see that on Christmas. I'm not naive enough to think that it's legitimately going to happen this year, but I'm thinking that would be awesome. It within the next few years, I think that you see the Grizzlies on Christmas. I think that they're going to be a team on the rise, and John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark are going to be stars rising, and it's going to be hard for the league to justify not letting them play on Christmas. So we'll get away from that. Anywho. Sam, did you hear the news coming out of Houston today? There's turmoil. Turmoil, they say. So they say. Just heard about it a little bit ago. But. Shams just tweeted out, actually, just a little bit before we started recording, that Russell Westbrook has a, apparently voiced that he wants out of Houston <laughs> and that he would like to return to his role of floor general like he had in OKC. I feel that. I don't know where they're going to trade him. The contract, the, it, it's... Memphis. I'm man. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So well, that would be here, cool. Here's but. the deal. He's not going to be the floor general in Memphis. No, he He's won't. not. Russ doesn't shoot the ball well enough to play the two guard. Ja right now does not shoot the ball well enough to play two guard. It's a young core. Russ is too old. I like Russell Westbrook. I do. He He's one of my favorite players. But I don't want him in Memphis. Not with this, not with this build. You know, he he's been in Houston for one year. He was great in OKC. You didn't hear anything about you know bad locker room, nothing like that. People hate on Russ because people just hate him. He's the triple double man. But I just don't think he's the fit for Memphis. I don't see it's going to have to be a team that's got either a bad contract, the Knicks, Julius Randle. The 76ers, maybe, you know, I, Ooh. you know, you've got, they, they've got, yeah, they, they've got a cut. They yeah. got, you got Tobias Harris and um, Al Horford that are both on pretty rough contracts. Max deals or something like that. And so that's somebody, you know, like the Sixers, and you say, oh, well, what about Ben Simmons? If you get rid of Harris or Horford, you can just move Simmons to the four. He can play the four. Oh, yeah. And that's 
it, it's his no normal problem. position anyway. Yeah, what I mean, he was well, listed as anyway before he it, became point guard. Yeah, so he he can Simmons can easily slide over with his size to the four. Um, I don't know. This is just spitballing. I've not heard anything about you know he's going here or there, but that's just the the first team that comes to mind for me with guys that have bad contracts that would be a suitor for him would be the 76ers would be one. And then, you know, I, I don't, you know, everybody's like, Oh, he's going to the Knicks. He's going to the Knicks. They have bad, they, well, you know, they have guys on contract that they could definitely make the money work. Mm -hmm. It's all about what Houston's looking for in return. And Houston gave up quite a bit to get Russ I would yeah, think they that did. they would have to have some sort of picks in return or something of that nature. I don't know. We, we will see. It's going to be interesting. There are a number of different trade rumors. The trade rumor season is crazy right now. I'm loving, you know, Dan tweeted out this morning, and he said, I feel like the NBA is right on the edge of that breakout. He said the the buzz around the NBA it's kind of it's ramping up a little bit, but it's not huge. I feel like we're right at the edge of that going crazy. Not his exact words, but that's that's what he was saying. And then you look at all these tweets tonight with the news, Stein and Shams and Woj, and there, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of news about the NBA coming out tonight. So Houston's in turmoil. Russ is probably going to be gone. CP3, there's been talks about him to Phoenix. That's what I... And apparently, yeah. you know, Windhorse said that he feels like it's it's more than 50-50. He thinks that there's momentum and thinks that it's likely that CP3 ends up in Phoenix. Man. I mean, I, that 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 is the one right there. I would like to see Kelly Oubre in that trade go to OKC. Oh, gosh. Because OKC has got a young team. And Uber is a little bit older than those guys, but he's not old by any stretch. But he's still he's young. You would have Baisley, who is up and coming. He played well for them last year. That's the guy that they traded in quote to for Brandon Clark. That's who they drafted with the Grizzlies pick when the Grizzlies moved up to take Clark. Baisley played well for them. Lou Dort played well for them. You got SGA, so you know you you would have a core. You would have four guys. You would have Dort, SGA, Ubre, and Baisley. That's a pretty solid young core, and they have a mountain, an absolute mountain of picks coming up with the Paul George trade. I forgot. The way, they it's <laughs> it's right. they have like fifteen picks. That's oh, a joke, but I, they yeah. have a bunch. They have a boatload. They have like a bunch. They, they've got half the freaking uh, first round this year. If yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really exaggerating a little bit, but they by do. a they couple. Got, that but. would um when that goes down, I, I'm just really interested to see. Man. Where the value for Chris Paul? Obviously, you know he he showed last year he's still playing he's still at an elite it. level, and he's still got it. Phoenix played outstanding in the bubble. They were probably arguably the best team in the bubble. Eight no, they done everything that they could do to make that play in game. It just didn't fall their way. So that's just one of many things rolling around with the NBA. Dan tweeted out. A little bit like just before Sam got here, I was on Twitter again looking, and and Dan's like, "Does anybody remember when I tweeted out the NBA is right on the edge?" And he's like, "My timeline is on fire right now, and it is. It's it's craziness." 
There's been uh, Matt Babcock. He uh, he's from Babcock Hoops. We had Derek from Babcock Hoops on uh, last episode. So you know, De- um, not Derek. Matt tweeted out that the Spurs are there. There's talks that the Spurs are working on something big. So are the Spurs looking to move up? Are the Spurs looking? You know, they there's been talks that uh, Golden State likes some Marcus Aldridge, and they were looking at putting a package together to get Aldridge in Golden State. Please don't do that. Listen, I love you know you know my love for L.A. I you know I like, I like him Aldridge. Too. You know, God, don't do. I've that. liked him since Texas, and then drafted by Portland. And injuries kind of derailed what could have been a, a pretty good team. A very where, you good know, team. Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, mm-hmm. Marcus Aldridge. I'm okay seeing Aldridge go to a contender. I would not mind seeing. I do not want Golden State to win a championship at no. all. But I, I also, Golden State. what's very intriguing to me is if if they make this trade and the Spurs end up in the number two slot. Who do you think they're taking there? Probably let's, Wiseman. Let's say let, oh, that's who you think Wiseman. I coming think they off would. Too? Yeah. yeah. I, man, I could see Golden State taking him too. I think it makes sense for Golden State. Well, I don't they know. Need a, they need a good big they, man. They, they don't they have do. one. Um, I don't know. That, a real that's a, big man. Let me. I'll say it like that. I just don't know that Wiseman is a pop guy. Might be wrong. I don't know. He's obviously <laughs> Wiseman's talented. I don't know Greg Popovich on a personal level, so I can't. No, tell we're you best for friends. Sure. What are you talking about? We've been we've been kicking it since best back buds. in the day. Uh, <laughs> more news: the Grizzlies' twentieth uh, anniversary jersey. It wasn't really released today, but they they done a photo shoot with Jaron and Brandon, and uh, and it came out like they posted the Grizzlies. Uh, they they posted it today. Uh, Fox Sports Grizzlies tweeted out, retweeted. Uh, you know, it's the the black jerseys that say Memphis on them. Sam, you know what they are? It's the same ones. Okay, they, I just want to pre- be sure. Yeah, yeah, they previewed sure. them last year with the Vancouver throwbacks. Yep. And then we thought that we were going to get both of them oh, last year. Oh man! And I it wasn't. That. We got the Vancouver, and we're going to get the black ones for this year. And from my understanding, they're going to have that throwback jersey along with a city jersey this year. I don't, you know, like last year they didn't have a city jersey. They had the Vancouver throwback and no city. But I believe, I'm not 100% on this, but. I'm quoting you. So (laughs) I, I, I had a guy with the Grizzlies tell me that he gave me a release date of the city jerseys in December. So. They may actually end up having a city jersey and this throwback. I like the throwback. I bought. They had the shirts out in the store already. I ran to the store the other day and I picked up the uh, John Morant, like the black and green throwback, in a in a shirt jersey. So I uh, I'm excited. I already told the wife. I'm like, listen, when these come out, I'm dropping about four hundred dollars. No doubt. Because I'm there's two that I'm getting for sure, and I know that my son's gonna want one, so gonna be buying three of them. I'll 100%. be for sure buying one at least. Yep. All right, so that's kind of all of the news. We we kind of ran all around the NBA. Sam, let's let's roll into here. Th- this is a good spot. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> Segway for us to jump into our five 
if they are available at 40. Yes. I'm going to let you run through. Do you have five or six? I t- technically have six. Okay. I, I had a, all six. I had a hard time. I had a hard time. That's, Do you just want me to run through all yeah, of them? Yep. Yeah, you can. And not fast. Okay. I want you to start with your lowest. And if you had, you, obviously you had a tie right around the bottom. I did. So start with your your last guy and work your way up and tell me what you like about them. And we'll go from there. Okay. All right. Well, first, well, like you said, Daniel Oturu. Did I say that right? Is it Oturu or Turo? I remember we, we've talked yeah. about this before. I, I've I've listened to broadcasts, and yeah, it's Oturu, Oturu. Okay. Something, some, yeah. From Minnesota. You're close enough. Yeah, I was about to say, from Minnesota. He's 6'10". He's a big guy. Weighs 240. He's 21 years, so he's pretty young. And what I liked about him is field goal percentage. I mean, it wasn't like, well, it's still, of course, with big guys, you yeah. know, you're, you're going to have that. You want them to have a high field goal percentage, but his was extremely high. Yeah, his was almost 60%. Yeah. But, yep, it was. And his free throw percentage wasn't the greatest, but it's pretty good for a big guy, too. He's 70%, or 71. Yeah, and so. I mean, that 71% as a big guy is better than some of the guards that are that are going in this range. And so, you know, I have no problem. If a big man's shooting 70% from the line, I can handle that. If you're a guard and you're shooting less than 70%, that's not okay to me. But, yep. All right. That was was his. The reason, because where he was falling in these mock drafts, I was kind of looking. I was like, you know, if he's here or here, yeah, take him. If these other guys are, well, like what you said. Yeah. They're not here. You never know. It's. I will say this, Sam. As I was looking, I just finished typing up my notes for the show. Well, actually, I was finishing them up when Sam walked in the door. But I was looking at big boards and mock drafts for, you know, we, we've known what we were going to talk about for the last about four or five days. Yeah. Um, so I've been looking at them all over. And, and these guys, and he's one of them, that he's going anywhere from, you know, late late first round to around the mid-40 area. Mm-hmm. And so you, you don't know. You don't know if these guys are going to be available. This is the thing about this draft and it's kind of it's misleading. This draft does not have on paper you're you're looking at these guys. This draft does not have a guy that is franchise changing. So there's no RJ Barrett, John Morant, Zion Williamson, LeBron James, Damian Lillard. There there's no like top end guy that is just Okay, I know 100% without a doubt if I take James Wiseman, my franchise is going to uprise. If I take LaMelo Ball, my you don't know that with any of these guys and you don't technically know that with any like any draft. But there's some with the eye test that you feel that that is the case. So there's not one of those guys at the top of this draft that is like a definite number 1, you know who you're taking. But there is a lot of talent in this draft. Next year's draft is very loaded in the front end. There's a lot of guys that could be franchise-changing guys that are projected to be available in next year's draft. But I don't know talent-wise if next year's draft is going to be this deep because there's a lot of guys, when you get outside of, say, the top 10 from, or let's just say the lottery, let's say from 15 to 40, a lot of these guys are interchangeable. You know, you could you can argue Cassius Stanley needs to be above 
Desmond Bain or, you know, Daniel Toru needs to be above whoever because there's just, there's a lot of talent, but it's not a lot of franchise changing, projected to be franchise changing guys. All right. So Toru was six for you. Who's five, Sam? So this is where it gets hard, but we'll go ahead and just get Nate Hinton from Houston, six five, two ten, shooting guard, twenty one years old. He, okay. So again, Sam, you're gonna have to educate me on him because he's one that we had on the list. I think to talk about, and we never got around to it. The, yeah. So I like some of his numbers, man. Okay. What What do you like about him? His uh, three point wasn't super great. It was right. Well, I mean, it's not awful. It was right at the 30, 35, 40%, depending on what year you want. But his career, he averaged 36%. Okay. Uh, free throw percentage is 80%. That's awesome. I really like that. And he's a guard, too. And I get to thinking, does Memphis really need a guard? Well, they could have a guard come off, depending on who they keep and if they trade people, so on and so well, forth. You need a. So this is. There's been a lot of talk about, okay, if you are the GM for Memphis, what are you looking for? And do you want a true five? Are you looking for a true five? Because JV's under contract for two more years. And he's, you know, we got him at a good price. Mm -hmm. Do you want a guy that you can mold behind him that's going to be a true five? Or is the plan just, I would think the plan is to slide Jaron over to the five and have Brandon play the four. But do you want a true five that's there as a backup or that can maybe start and then, you know, like play 20 to 25 minutes and then Brandon and Jaron still get their minutes? Or do you want a a wing that can create? Because when Tyus Jones went out, Mm -hmm. the Grizzlies struggled. They were in trouble. They they were. Awful. I don't know necessarily that you want to target a point guard per se, but when Tyus Jones went out, it showed a huge hole in this roster. Now you got Justice Winslow coming back. Can Winslow be that guy? Good possibility he can if, be. If he can stay healthy. Yeah, That's he's had some injury problems. He has. You know, Grayson Allen is another guy that could possibly yeah. do it. And I think that he filled in, like, once they, they roll him. it to him. And, you know, it, th- there's a lot of question marks. But for sure, you want a wing that can shoot the ball. You want that, like a 3 and D guy. And so I'm from the sounds of it, and I've not looked up this guy. You said Nate Hinton was his Hinton, name? That's it. So a, a 3 Play and D Houston. guy. Yep. 3 and D wing that his played the two or three. Yep, he can play. He, well, they only had him listed at two. Yeah. But he, I'm sure he's big enough. At 6'5". Six, five, six, yeah, five, he's he can, big enough. Yeah, two or three, depending yeah. on. And uh, his field goal percentage, I mean, 41%. Yeah, for I mean, guard. Yeah. How many shots a game was he taking? Don't have uh, – do I have that? Oh, no, I don't no, on this that's stat. Okay. I don't have that's on okay. this stat. Yeah. We, we weren't looking into a big breakdown on these guys anyway. So, Nate Hinton. All right, uh, four. Ooh, I have another – let's go Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard. Peyton from Oregon. We okay. covered him too. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yep. 6'1", 190 point guard, 22 years old. That would be he would slide into like a third point guard, yep, yeah, role, mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, you don't need a, a dominant guy in the third. You you want a guy, if if Tyus goes down, if Jaws off the floor, you want a guy that can facilitate the offense, and I think you know, well, and he can do that, yeah, because his numbers here, he his last year with Oregon, he averaged five point five assists, 
he was right and at. And he can shoot the three. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. What was For, it? 42%, 42% if you round it up. Yeah. And his field goal percentage was 47%. So, so he can shoot the ball. I yeah, remember talking great. about him. I like Pritchard. All right, Sam, who is three? Three. This is hard. Elijah Hughes, Syracuse. Okay. All right. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me about him. Yeah, He's on my know, list as well. I was well. about to say, you know all about him. Yep. And, and most of these guys that we're talking about, if you don't know anything about them, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, you can go back a few episodes. And we've been breaking down prospects. Elijah Hughes is a guy that we covered fairly early on. I've had my eye on him. Really, really good shooter. He yes. was the guy at Syracuse. There's questions about his defense because he played in Bayheim's zone scheme. But he is a good athlete. I think that he would be uh, be great. He's actually he's four on my list, so don't blame you there. Fair yep. enough. Yep, so he's right there for uh, Sam and I. He's kind of just three and four. All right, well, who you got? This this was hard. This this is the hard okay. part now. So I'm just going right. to go ahead and do it because, like you said, everybody on Twitter is ranting and raving about him. Mason <laughs> Jones. You got him Kansas. at two? I do. Okay. May, nothing wrong with that, man. So th- there were well, questions. See, it would have been one, but I, I'm saving this one for – Okay. I just made a quick move here. So. Mason Jones was almost on my list, and the, there are questions about Mason Jones's defense. Obviously, he was uh, a number one option, one – him and Isaiah Joe, they were like 1A, 1B at Arkansas. And so you don't want your guy that's taking all your shots having to work super hard on the defensive end as well. So questions about his defense, question about his athleticism. He came out of high school. He was heavy, lost some weight, filled it up. Man, that dude can score yes, for that's Arkansas. What, that's Let, what I know, like about him right there. Great free throw shooter. There, there's a lot of good things, He's a got lot some, of good things about Mason Jones. Serious range. And we He's talked great. to our guy uh, yes. from, you know, John Chepkevich came on and talked to us about Mason and Isaiah Joe. Yes. And uh, nothing wrong with Mason Jones. If the Grizzlies end up drafting him, I'm completely fine. I feel like if they want him – I think that they could make a trade and get a pick beyond 40 and get him because I'm not seeing him go before 40 anywhere. And some of these mock drafts, he ain't going nowhere. I know. It's It's nuts. For a guy, so obviously like the the questions, but his athleticism, you know, that that was a big thing. But he apparently increased his vertical 10 inches with the training that he done after when the season ended – to where he is now, I saw a report, and I don't remember who it was from, I apologize, but there were talks that he increased his vertical 10 inches. And so that's huge. That That's, uh, you know, some people are just freak athletes. They just have it. Other people have to work for it. And Mason Jones seems to be a guy that's not afraid to work for it. All right, Mason Jones at two. So who does that leave for your number one, Sam? Isaiah Joe. He's going double Arkansas, am, boys. Man. That's so why it was here's hard. The, <laughs> here's the thing. I've got Isaiah Joe at two on my board. Cool. And it's wishful thinking because I honestly do not believe Isaiah Joe is going to be on the board at 40. There's a lot of mock drafts where he's going like I've late seen, late first round, early part those. of the second round. I've seen him where he's dropping to like 45 in a couple of them too. And yeah, I just don't those, see I don't buy those, man. There's nothing... So if you watch video, if you study Isaiah Joe, mm-hmm. there's nothing about this kid that tells me that he's going to drop past Memphis. No. I, th- there's no reason for this kid to drop past Memphis. If They're he gets idiots. to Memphis and Memphis does not draft him, 
Man, I, I'm like, selling all my Memphis stuff. You lost me. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm going to be disappointed. If Isaiah Joe is on the board and Memphis does not take him, I'm going to be disappointed. Hammer Mason Jones, make your pick now. Ma- I think happen. Mason will definitely be there. I don't think Isaiah will be there. But like I said, he's 2 on mine. So we had a, a couple guys, Elijah Hughes and Isaiah Joe. Those are only two that we had that were the same. How about it? Yep. I figured we might have a couple more. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, number five for me, and and again, man, it was tough because there's a lot. It is. There's a lot of guys that I really really like, and when I'm when I told Sam what we were gonna do, and then I sat down, and I could list all five or six guys right off the top of my head of okay, yeah, I like Xavier T- Tillman, Elijah Hughes, Jordan Wara, Cassius Stanley, like you know, I could just run through all of these names of guys that I like that may be available. And I'm like, holy crap, man. We've talked about a lot of people, and I don't know that I can narrow this down. So it took some work for me. But Jordan Wara from Louisville, he's a guy that can really shoot the ball, good good defender, really great defender. And I think a 3 and D guy would be a huge fit, uh, or not a huge, uh, an excellent fit for the Grizzlies, a guy that can you know, play off of the ball, catch it, shoot it at a high percentage. And Jordan Wara can do that. Already told you guys, Elijah Hughes was four for me. Not going to talk about him anymore. I already did. Cassius Stanley from Duke is three. This is a guy super athletic. He doesn't shoot the ball all that well, but it seems like when you're looking at this front office, they're wanting young athletic guys that can play more than one position, and Cassius Stanley is that guy. I don't know that he will be there at 40 either, Obviously, I you know we're just taking a guess just at it, speculating. man. Speculating, yeah, because there's so many. I've seen Stanley go as high as man. I can't remember who's setting at 23, but 23. I think is it the Bucks that are at 23. Yeah, I think Maybe, you're right. I can't remember Where, wherever the Bucks are in the late first round. I saw him possibly going to the Bucks. Sam's gonna pull it up for me. You're the man, Sam. Uh-huh. But I saw him going as early to the Bucks in the first round. The Celtics with their later first round pick. And, you know, going right in front of the Grizzlies in the second round. But I really like his game. I think that he would be a guy that you could just plug in and, and let him roll with this team. And I would love to see some uh, John Akasha Stanley lobs because I think that could be freaky good. Uh, Milwaukee is 24. 24. I was close. Yeah. Dude. I knew I knew it was something because I was just thinking it's 23, 24. It was somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, 23 is Utah Jazz. Okay. So, you know, 24 to the Bucks is as high as I've seen him going. But, again, hey. you don't know. You, there's no – you get talks and you get guys that are in the, bold, in the industry that are saying, okay, yeah, this kid's going to go here. But nobody knows what the team's true board is and who they have – and who they're going after. So, yeah, I'm not sure. But, again, any of these guys, any of these guys that we've talked about fall, I'm good with the Grizzlies taking them at 40. Another guy, so my last guy, my number one, is actually a guy that we've not covered on the podcast. He's a guy, uh, a name Derek talked to us about um, whenever he was on the show, Derek from uh, Babcock Hoops. He, He talked about Jay Scrub. So I'll give you a little rundown on Jay Scrub. Jay Scrub is hands down, no doubt about it, Division One basketball talent. He had a rough high school career. He started off on the West End of Louisville, 
Things didn't go all that well for him. His grades were not that not that good. He transferred to a different school, and things started to shift for him. He worked his butt off, but he didn't get his GPA up high enough to actually play for a Division One school. So he went to John A. Logan in Southern Illinois, and he played there, and he won the JUCO Player of the Year. This kid, 6'6", crazy, crazy athletic, great finisher. He can finish with either hand. I've... Man, I want to say his vertical was like 43 inches or something. Like, it, it was That's something stupid. stupid. Like, really great athlete. Jump he can shoot it from me. outside. Um, you know, he, he can distribute the ball. I actually – I have an email out to his coach. We um, He responded to me. I'm trying to work out scheduling to get the coach from John A. Logan on the podcast. I don't know if for sure if that's going to happen, but I'm sure going to try. Um, Can't hate on that. I really like Jay Scrub, and if any of these guys, any of the guys that Sam listed, any of the guys that I've listed, if Jay Scrub is available, I'm taking him over any of the guys that we've talked about in a landslide. Matt Babcock is, he's the only one, Babcock Hoops is the only one that I've seen have um, Jay Scrub high on their board, and he had him going to Boston at the end of the first round. And, you know, then there's talks. A lot of them have changed. But, you know, Babcock, Babcock Hoops is the only one that, that has had Jay Scrub going that high. Um, you know, I really, really like this kid's game. I know junior college is not Division One. You can't always tell. The level of competition is different. But there have been plenty of guys. One, Jimmy Butler is one that he started in junior college and then transferred to a Division One school, went to the NBA, made a great career, arguably one of the best players in the NBA right now. So, Jay Scrub is my number one. Sam, what are you reading on him over there? I'm just looking him up here because I've heard of him, but just wanted to know more about his stats and what it looked like. And for his over his career at John A., he averaged 21 points, one block, one steal, two assists, right at eight rebounds. His free throw percentage is 75%. Three point, we'll round it up to 40. Field goal percentage is great at 52. I mean, and he played it, you know, 59 games and he started 55 of them. So, yeah. I mean, he. I like. pretty good. There is nothing about this kid that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, I've. I've uh, I've read and watched videos, and I think, you know, I've dug into him. He has intrigued me more than anybody else as a guy that I think, out of anybody that we've talked about, outside of maybe Mason Jones, a lot of these other guys have been projected by a lot of the boards to go earlier before 40. And I can promise you this, if Jay Scrub is a Memphis Grizzly, I will be the first one with a Jay Scrub jersey. I might be the second. I'm buying it. Depending on what number he wears, but Yeah. So Hey, <laughs> it's available too. Yeah, twenty five, my man. Yeah, he's not gonna wear twenty five. Oh, come on man. now. Nobody wants to wear that number. Sure they do. Only scrubs wear that number. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Mark Price is one of the uh, best point guards to ever play the game and he wore twenty five, so you uh, know. I, I'm, uh, I'm kidding, of Steve, course. Steve Kerr also wore 25. Steve Kerr's ass. Oh. Anyway, that's all we got. We we don't have any more. That's our uh, 
Sam's top six, my top five. Uh, well, I had to have six. Who's who? Who do we want the Grizzlies top, to draft? Top seven now. Jay Scrub, let's <laughs> go. I sold Sam on Jay I'm Scrub. I'm sold. <laughs> Look out. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Before we let you go, it is like Christmas around here at Hootball. Monday, as of Monday, the Hootball premium package is officially out. Go to the website, hoop-ball.com, and get signed up. They've got a lot of – Hootball 360 is the way to go. There's a lot of different options. If you're just a bets guy, they've got a wager package. If you're a fantasy guy, they got a fantasy package. If you're a DFS guy, they've got a DFS package. They – I say they, it's we. We're Hootball here. <laughs> We've got it, man. We've got whatever they, you're we, doing. I just did it too. I was like, they – we have we, everything. That's right. We here at Hootball – Listen, the Brewski 150 has outperformed the competitors by a mile. Like the win percentage is like 70 something. It's like 74% compared to the competitors. The Brewski Top 150 has outperformed every other site by 70 plus percent. Go over and check it out hoopball hoop-ball.com. Check out their premium stuff. I signed up. I got my premium. I done the 360. I'm not a bets guy. Probably won't utilize that a whole lot, but the DFS and the fantasy stuff is there. You're going to get early access to the Brewski 150 if you get over there and you get signed up now. Here's the here's the thing, Sam. I've looked at other draft guides. I've uh-huh. bought magazines. I've read and read and read. A lot of these draft guides go 150, 200 players deep. The freaks here at Hootball went 400 players deep. Jeez. 400 players deep. So, obviously, Brewski is a stud. We know that he is. And I'm not talking about Sam. I'm talking about Aaron, the leader here at Hootball. Everybody knows I'm a stud already. (laughs) Whatever, man. Brewski's 150. If you don't know about it, you need to know about it. Go to hoop-ball.com. Get signed up today. They got all the prices. It's easy to navigate. Get over there. If you've been finishing at the bottom of your fantasy league and you want to be on the come up, I suggest that you go over there and you sign up for at minimum, minimum the fantasy pass. But there's a lot of other great tools over there that are available. We still got our other sponsors. Hootball is not a sponsor. We are Hootball. We still got the discounts going over at Manscaped for the Lawnmower 3.0 using the Hootball 20 promo code. You can still go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code HOOPBALL and get a 100% initial deposit match. All that stuff is great and grand, but there's nothing better than the Brewski 150, the HOOPBALL premium stuff, hoop-ball.com premium. Go over there, get your fantasy pass, get your HOOPBALL 360, get your wager pass, whatever it is, and get to winning. You can find the show on Twitter at hoopball.com. Not, it's not at hoopball.com. What's wrong with me, Sam? There, there's no telling what's wrong I'm talking, with you. I'm hoop-ball.com. Get the premium there stuff. There you go. <laughs> we'll start it over. You can find the show on Twitter at hoopballgrizz. I'm at dwill2111. Sam is. It is Sammy B 1118 That is a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. We are super close to the draft. We are super close, just slightly over a month away from Grizzlies basketball. 
We're not changing the outro. Six you know weeks. what it is, Sam. Until next time. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.